What's up, everyone? This is Preston from the I Love You Man podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Razels. Uh, Razels is a fruit snack made with actual real fruit, so you don't have to question what you're putting in your body. Um, it's the original fun flavor, golden raisin, and comes in a bunch of different flavors. My personal favorite is watermelon shock. It comes in other ones, including like tropical, orange, lemon, and pineapple chili limon, which is another fan favorite. You can buy yours at shop.razels.com. It's shop razels.com and shipping is absolutely free and on top of that we're including a 10% off discount code so you can use our discount code at sours143 once again that discount code is sours143 so we eat them before every episode um, they're literally addicting my kids eat them they're great go find them now online razels I love you man I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome back to the I Love You Man podcast. It is officially season four, and this is Preston, and across from me is Ramon. What's up, guys? Good to be back. And we are so happy to be back. Um, first things first, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on whatever channel you're listening to, and also give us a follow um, on Instagram. And uh, Ramon, you got that question of the episode for us? Also a little tidbit throw out there. Um, make sure you leave a review if you haven't already, because there might be a contest coming up involving reviews on the podcast. Just saying, just planting the seed, metaphorically water that how you want. The flower will be beautiful. Anyway, question of the episode. Oh, <clears> first, <throat> we have Brian. Brian, follow on before we just have some random guy answer a question for you. I like that art of surprise more. Yeah, right? Oh, guess this voice. Uh, That's a contest in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Brian is from Lana Coffee. Say what's up, man. I am stoked to be here with you guys. Um, welcome, uh, listeners, and <laughs> let's party. This guy's party. a pro already. He could take over at this point. Yeah. So now that you know who that third voice is, um, question of the episode. If you could have an endless supply of any food, any food's fair game, for the rest of your life, what food would that be? It doesn't have to be a specific item like, oh, I want bananas forever. Like, if there's a meal that you just love, mm. get into detail. Endless supply, and it's impossible to get tired of it. Okay. That that last bit is kind of the kicker. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Because, I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Well, so in Thailand, where I'm sure the conversation will take us eventually, <laughs> there's this dish called khao soy. And it's like a north northern Thailand like specialty, and it's like a curry soup, chicken uh, dish, and it is just like mind blowing. So, I usually eat eat as much as I possibly can stuff in my stomach before headed back to America, and so. That I, I just love curry dishes, so that would be it. We should have let him go last because now know. our stuff's gonna look so Americanized <laughs> and basic. But if I ate it, like you can, you I mean, you can't eat it for like a month, you know, like is it is it mess you up? Yeah, your your, col <laughs> your colon would just be like it would hate you. Yeah, his answer is really gonna make my answer look bad because I was gonna say sour gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if I always had a bag of, like, the trolley sour gummy worms in my uh, mm. pantry, do you I'd ever, be stoked. Do you ever have so many that, like, your teeth start to feel yeah, different? Your, your tongue gets all yeah. rough. <laughs> the top of your mouth, yeah. yeah. Your mouth's bleeding. Yeah. Well, in this scenario, do that candy. doesn't happen. Okay? okay, good. All right? It's a beautiful thing. And you don't lose your teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to continue on to the basic responses, 
I would actually have a chipotle burrito with brown rice, black beans, veggies, double meat, double chicken and barbacoa, uh, green salsa, light cheese, and that's it. Have you heard the uh, the double meat trick? Uh, Half and half. Um, no, so <laughs> with extra rice, that way they gotta make sure you're covering a lot so of rice. So what? Say you said chicken. Mm-hmm. So if I'm ordering, you go, okay, and I'll do chicken, and they do the first scoop, and then you, oh, can I do a double meat? Uh, because if you say it first, they they'll purposely proportionalize it exactly. So they're gonna do that first <laughs> scoop like a normal scoop. Life hacks. <laughs> Chipotle. Shouts out to Twitter. Hey, That's where I, I read just it. got the app. They finally started a reward system. I'm stoked. What's Dang. the what's the? I, you know, I haven't fully understood yet. I just know they have rewards. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been scanning you're gonna eat it anyways. Like, you might oh, as exactly. well win. Yeah. Now I only go to places with rewards. I'm at Chick Fil A or Chipotle. Ooh. It's got to end with an A too. How about the review? We got that rewards. Yeah, bro. I got the card. It's the review. Wallet, right? I promise that. That was a test. <laughs> wow, I'm sweating. You can't see it. <laughs> Whoo! Shouldn't have worn a flannel. Anyway, <laughs> he poured it in my soul. I don't think I could have lied to him if I could. Wait. So you said whenever you're in Thailand. So what do you do in Thailand? Well, let me tell you a little bit about that. Okay. So that's kind of our unique and um, and purposeful thing that why Lana exists. And so okay. we source directly from villagers and a, uh, a group in northern Thailand. So that leads me to go back uh, basically every year um, to go hang out with our partners, check in on the coffees, um, see what the harvest is going to look like, taste like. Um, and then there's only so much you can do relationally when you're across the world from each other. So mm-hmm. it's just good to be able to like shake hands, hug, talk about life and build that relationship with our partners for our coffee. Yeah. And when I originally reached out to Lana, like I reached out to your guys' email, I'm like, oh, we'd love to have you in the podcast. And whoever responded is like, actually, they can't because they're in Thailand right now with half the team or whatever. So I thought that was super cool. Yeah. So this year we went in February, which is when the harvest uh, finishes so it's November to February ish. Okay. It depends on climate and all those things. But I took uh, my head head roaster lead man uh, with me, and so it was it was a great time. Well, obviously, you're like you said, you're going over to kind of cement and build those relationships and keep them intact and let them know, like, hey, this is who you're providing stuff for. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. How do you get around the language barrier? Um, well, it, I mean, English is like fairly, uh, fairly a part of the culture. Okay, too. that's what so, I was going to my next question. And especially Chiang Mai, which is like the hub of our partner, is um, there's just gobs of tourists all the time. Okay, so and they so be ready. yeah, they do like just the um, Thai Thai people speak English um, well enough. Okay, um, so yeah, and I think the other, the other part is to also convey to the farmers and. The partner that hey like the group our our customers and our our partners in in Fresno love what you guys are doing and so just like just as equally like it's it's important to say like keep up the hard work because this coffee is like it's always tasting better you guys are you guys are doing a great job. Do you ever f- notice or feel like and I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this but when you go out of not even out of town or across the country or out of the country as an American, do you realize like we're not, it's not as common for us to know multiple languages. Right. Yeah. And it's so yeah. easy and simple to anybody that we meet from another country. Like, Oh, of course. Yeah. And I speak this, this, and this. And you're like, I kind of struggle with even English. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's always such a, like a, not, not even a shocker anymore, but it's just kind of like a wake up call when right. you meet people like, yeah. 
um, from not in like from out of the country that just know so much. You, know, you put yourself kind of in check. Right. Totally. Well, and then you go somewhere where you can't speak English and it's like a sh- it's a surprise. Yes. And I'm exactly. like, well, who do I think I am exactly. expecting that? Like this whole <laughs> yeah. country, like we usually do layovers in China uh-huh. and it's it's extremely difficult yeah. to do anything. I believe and, it. And I can get frustrated. I'm like, wait, that's, that's like not fair. No, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like I would just, just, I can't just put my American flag and be like, or I would expect everybody, <laughs> you know, but like it, it, it's something we take advantage, like we take for granted being able to move around the world. No, I totally agree with you. Have you ever been to like Thailand and rode an elephant? Because <laughs> my brother, one time he went to Thailand. Yeah. Came back with this photo of him on an elephant. I'm like, okay, that's sick. Yeah, I, I have not. Um, I just had to ask. Yeah. I, I've gone to like the first time I went, it was, I went, yeah, we went to like a tiger kingdom and it was just like oh. super depressing and sad because yeah. you can like go sit with a tiger and they're just like, they're just loaded up on drugs. Uh. And so it's like, uh, we went to, a, a t- and then the next place was an elephant. Uh, I don't know what they did, but elephants paint. Like they put yes. paintbrushes yeah. in the trunks and and it was a little, it was less sad, but it, it's, I don't know. You, and you start thinking of all like the dolphin stories yeah. and it's like, I'm, I'm sure they're probably not tr- treated very well. Let's yeah. go on Preston. Dang. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know, I, so. Anyways. I, I was laughing because I pictured like a John's Incredible Pizza where they have like the green screen and they can Photoshop <laughs> you on stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what if Preston's this. brother was like, just did that. And he's like, hey, dude, I rode an elephant over there. <laughs> yeah. Like I would love to, I would, I would totally be down if it was like I'm up in the village where the coffee's being grown and it's like. One of the growers like, hey, do you do you want to ride my elephant? I'd be like, yes, <laughs> yes, put cool me thing. on that thing because like, yeah, that I don't know. You no, know, I respect that situation. I get, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, when you started this out, uh, well, first off, are you from Fresno? Bakersfield. Okay. Well, no that. way. Mm-hmm. A Bakersfield brother I'm right here. I'm also a Bakersfield guy. Yeah. Yeah. Go. You, what area of town did you grow? I grew up in Roseville area. I went to Liberty High School. Me too. Rosedale. Rose, Rose, what did I say? You said Roseville. I've been out of it way too. I've been out of it way too. I went to I went to Liberty though. I was like the first class to go four years. Okay, so yeah, you were the first like graduating class. Yeah. Dang, that's Look crazy. At these roots intersecting over here. I know, right? A beautiful garden. Yeah, my parents and my wife's parents live in Bakersfield, so we we're okay. going down this next weekend. So have you like noticed how like the differences and also similarity similarities between Fresno and Bakersfield. Yeah, totally. And yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it is super interesting. And I, I think that's why, like I, I came here when I transferred from Bakersfield college to Fresno Pacific. Okay. And then just like made my home here because I just, I connected with the city. I connected with the story Mm -hmm. of Fresno. And then I was like, man, I know Fresno way more than I know Bakersfield. Yeah. And like, this is where I want to be. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. What brought you up here? Um, really, my parents moved here my senior year of high school, and then um, just I really didn't know what I was doing in my life, so I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna like sort of start over. And I moved in with my I didn't have a lot of money at the time, and uh, I was like working at a CVS. I really just hated my life at the time, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna start over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved um, up here with my parents, and I just got like I got a job at Starbucks. And that really helped a lot. Shouts out to Starbucks. Getting connected. Exactly. And then the rest is history. And I just, I'm like, I like Fresno. It's yeah. cool. So, and I've been here ever since. Nice. Yeah. My whole, my brother and my sister, we all are up here. My parents are still down in Baco. You oh, get cool, them cool. eventually. Yeah. 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 My mom moved up and then moved back. Ah. 
Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like Cold when you story. go in the pool, you like dip your toes in. Yeah. Like it's not time yet, but it's going to help when you do go in. Totally. That's it. <laughs> I get it. That's um, it. <laughs> why, so wait, why coffee? What were you doing before you did this? When you, So you said you went to Pacific. Yep. Between Pacific and coffee, though, how did that turn into that? So while I graduated college circa 07, okay. right, um, helped start Neighborhood Thrift Store. In 2008. Oh, okay. So that was like March of 2008. Yeah. So got that thing going with two other buddies. Um, so the Well Community Church was like, let's let's let these guys try to start something, a community development piece to this, this community. Um, so the goal was like, let's create jobs. Let's get to know the community. Let's, let's like kind of plant ourselves down in South Fresno. So we did that. Uh, and that was kind of, I think, the, the trial by fire. Like yeah. learn business, learn... Mm-hmm. How I mean, we had employees show up under the influence, and you know, it was like yeah. this. This is not my business class. That I just, <laughs> yeah. took, you know, and so um, did that from 2008 to 2014. Okay, ish. Okay, 2015. And um, Lana has a has a really interesting story in that it was a nonprofit that started in 2010. Um, with the goal of kind of raising funds for the organization in Thailand. Yeah. Um, so kind of doing like child sponsorships um, and then also selling coffee and roasting coffee. And so I wasn't a part of it at that point. Uh, but there was two executive directors who were running it. And it, it's it's a tough business. Mm-hmm. You know, like every time you buy coffee from Thailand, it's eighty to $100,000. Right, wow. and so you've got to you got to have a plan to figure out how to how to pay for that coffee. Yeah, <laughs> you know how much coffee is that? Um, that's like, a container, so twenty foot sea train of forty thousand pounds. Where do you guys store this coffee? So that goes um, into the annex, is what it's called. It's a coffee warehouse okay. by Oakland. Gotcha. And there's sixty million pounds of coffee there. So Pete's Coffee. Okay, so you're not the only one, insane. right? Gotcha. It's like this is all this company does is they wow. store and move coffee. I had so, no idea. Like Verve, right? They would bring coffee in and they would bring it down to Santa. Like everybody on the West Coast moves coffee into this warehouse. So That's are wild. you? Um, is the Annex delivering this coffee to you, or are one of your employees having to go up there and grab it? Bring no, it back? definitely not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we move, like, we're bringing a pallet down a week. Gotcha. And so we have a uh, just a, a courier company like gotcha. a truck company that brings down a pallet okay. for us so it's our coffee that we've paid for they inventory track it for us and then we tell them what that's a cool business model i would yeah. never think of that like oh yeah this is a need right like, wow totally and they just charge you by per pound and they've got their they got their stuff together so oh. it took me a little while to the lana before me was not using them they would bring it to fresno mm-hmm. um but come to find out, Fresno is not a good place to store coffee because it's so hot in the summer. Yeah. yeah. So you you lose moisture in that coffee. So not to get all super geeky. No, and, it's you not know. at all. That's all. Yeah. Info, the more info that is not common knowledge, the better. Yeah. So someone was like, "Oh, do you store it at the annex?" I'm like, "Write that down. What's the annex?" Yeah. Oh, that's what we should do. You know, and um, so it makes your coffee get more expensive. You know, over time because you're storing it. But it, it, you, I mean, if you care about quality, that's just what you do. You know? Yeah. And so so. Back to kind of where we were, that is that it was an organization doing these two things. And, and the idea was like, let's take the coffee business out of the nonprofit. Let's let the nonprofit try to try to get money. Right. Yeah. Like we have a golf tournament coming up in two weeks. Um, and so we'll raise 20 or 30 grand yeah. to help like fund our projects. Um, 
But so it was kind of, we, we just did like a fresh start. So we created a new entity that took that coffee business out of the nonprofit. Okay. And then we named the nonprofit the Lana Foundation. And so okay. that's like our philanthropic arm. Gotcha. So you're loaded. You got a check. You want to write a check to our nonprofit. You can write it to Lana Foundation. Then we'll send it back over to Thailand. Cool. Yeah. I like so that. that's a nice pivot. So we kind of middle of 2015 did like a restart. So rebranded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, revisited the roasting, revisited the profiles, revisited ch- just everything. Yeah. So. Um, downtown, I know you guys, I tried going once. I don't even remember when it was. Um, would you say that you guys have a cafe? Is that correct? Or no. no. Okay. Um, we just have a roasting production facility okay. downtown. So that that happens to be a super awesome, really cool space. Yeah. Okay. That didn't doesn't need to be, but it's like, well, this is awesome. It just worked yeah. out that way. Right. <laughs> like, I, like we were scrambling to find yeah. something. First, when we started over, we didn't like we we had an old meat packing facility on Ventura and okay. Cedar where we were, um, but it was it was not an inspiring place to do business. Now, do you ever just if someone were to walk in on any given day and you're like they were confused? Like I feel like I would do something like that if mm-hmm. I now that I I won't do that, but I feel like I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, and it happens. I, oh, it happens I was daily. Get, yeah. So yeah. what do you do in that situation? Are there situations where you can? Well, okay, actually, I happen to have a. We're doing a tasting right now. You in? Yeah, or? we all. So the cool thing is, we always have an air pot and we always have coffee ready. Okay. So it's like, oh, hey, okay. help yourself to some coffee here. That's grab cool. a cup. All right, I like that. Um, if if you like, we've got partners around downtown, so we've got maps, and it's like, here's a map. Go to US Bean, which is in the Bitwise building. They they brew Lana coffee. Yeah. Go to Cornerstone downtown, or here's a map to the review. Like this is this is if you if you got time to chill and hang out, this is a great place. It's like to it's go. a coffee tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was see. I was just gonna say. I feel like because people do. Um, it's pub crawl is what the people do, right? Where they just go around. Yeah, and, like different bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, oh, like a a coffee house crawl would be cool too. But by the end of it, like you're just gonna be dehydrated and yeah. hyped, and that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, right. But I just still had to vocalize it because it popped in my head. But I mean, <laughs> something like that would be really rad to do in Tower at some point. I think like, you would have to like structure it perfectly. And, yeah, and it's like everybody has a signature drink. Or yeah, something. yeah. Cool, the signature. You know? you know, you guys all do have a signature drink. Now that I think about it. Yeah, but maybe you do something all new, you know, because like, just for that, just walk. for that, you know, cause that like, would be cool. That could be fun. I don't know. So hey. I feel like it's our responsibility, us three here, to make this <laughs> thing happen. Yeah, it, it'd be rad. All coffee lovers, um, hop on your bike and get moving. You yeah, know? Um, that's how you have to do it. I mean, if it's coffee, I feel like you have to enjoy it. Yeah, biking to it. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's the rules. We're just coming up with rules now. <laughs> I feel like I seriously see the wheels turning over there. Yeah, it'll come to fruition in like six months, totally. a year. I wanted to dive more into the whole roasting aspect of coffee because I really, as much as I love coffee and like to think that I know a lot about it, mm-hmm. I really don't know much about the roasting process. And mm-hmm. that's what you guys are doing, correct? Yeah. At the warehouse? Right. We've got kind of our two lines of business where online subscriptions, uh, coffee, re- like that's our retail side is yeah. what we would say. And then we have the wholesale business to business, like let's let's help improve coffee and great get partners who value changing the world in thailand cool so but that's through roasting and so yeah so we like where's it begin like whenever you get this bean what do you do next so right so we have so even to even back up there we have a couple different beans that are processed different ways and i don't know if you know about different processed coffee so wash process natural process honey process so i brought you guys a bag of natural process okay and so 
you there's different profiles that, that coffee will do. It's like we don't want to use a natural process for a dark roast because it'll it just won't be as bright and it's that's not what it's intended for. Yeah. So we look at like what is this coffee? How is it best served? Is it medium, dark? How does it okay. take heat? All these things. Um, and so we have a, a roaster where we drop about 20 pounds in at a time. Um, and so we have this we have this software okay. that basically, if you think of it like an XY axis, yeah. there's time and there's temperature. Okay. And so like it's kind of it's kind of doing its thing. And so as you you heat that you heat that mother hot, man. Yeah. 450 degrees okay. or so is when you drop in a batch. Okay. So oh, so you heat it up before it yep. goes in there, not while it, okay. Yep, you have that thing hot, you drop in drop in the coffee. It it drops down because now all that coffee is taking in the heat that is in that roaster. Okay. So it's it drops from like a hundred from four fifty to like one fifty, like the whole roaster, and then it starts climbing. And so this this that's where you get to play with things. Oh. And so you get to play with like, do you want to start hot? And there's different styles to roasting, right? There's yeah. like a different approaches. People want something um, at the end that's different than somebody else, and um, that's what's interesting about is about roasting is it's part art. And it's part just straight science. Okay. You know, like, you know, you, the art is knowing what you want, mm-hmm. but it's just quantifiable data the to get there. Science is how do you get there? Yep. Yeah. So you want to hit different points. And so you have gas that's heating up this drum that's spinning. Yeah. So it, we kind of, when we give tours or whatever, it's think of it like a dryer meets a stove. And so okay. there's a drum that's rotating in there and you have flames underneath. Um, and so then you just, you, you're going to an end temperature. That will determine how dark your coffee is. So, so we might have a light roast that's a nine and a half minute roast. So you okay. hit it with a ton of heat, you let it drop, and then you drop it early, okay. and it's light brown. And then if you want to take it like dark, like a French roast, yeah. you would take it maybe eleven or twelve minutes, okay. and it would kind of. Uh, and then there's science in between. But so you gotta first have crack, it like exactly right. Like once yeah. you hit that nine and a half, you gotta release it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have. We have a chart that we're following. So we have a profile, right? So yeah. let's say PACA. This is our roast profile. This is what we want to hit. Yeah. And we pull that up on the computer and it it shows us where we want to be. And that's like the genius of our of, of a roaster is figuring out what situation are we in now to get it to do that. Because if if say in the summer or the winter, right, that's the the roaster's gonna be hotter or colder. Yeah. And you gotta come at it different ways and humidity changes all that. And so wow. you have to make all these adjustments as you're going to get it to be where you want it to go. How did you, what was your first step in learning this process? Well, I don't know how to roast. Okay. So you're a good fake. I was going to say, you sure know. (laughs) I I know about it, but like you say, Brian roast me a batch. I'm going to be like, all right, well, let's grip and rip this thing out. (laughs) Yeah. I know that's heat that thing up. Um, So it's, it's, that's the great thing about this community is it's a small community. Um, and we've we've kind of we had a huge help from Greg, who is uh, one of the partners at Component Coffee, yeah, uh, in Visalia, and so he is now engaged to Kelly, um, okay. which is our kind of multi hat, multi awesome uh, team member who's been with Lana. She's been with me for a while, three, yeah. I don't know, maybe three years. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and so that's how they got introduced was through the through the Lana Love. And so Greg would come up from Visalia and just rip 
rip on the the roaster. I was yeah. like, I don't, like, you know what coffee's good. How do we make this coffee better than it currently is? Yeah. Um, and so we used to have a co-packer that roasted coffee for us. Okay. Um, and then it was like, great, let's let's bring it in house and let's keep adjusting with that. And so um, now that's the case. And so he ha- helped set these profiles yeah. for our coffees. Um, and uh, and then and then. As he was getting busy with getting component rolling, we brought in another roaster, and um, and now Corey's kind of taking in um, taking that torch. So cool. I know at the beginning of this conversation, you were talking about like how you have this subscription based um, program. That's your retail side. So dive into that, the whole subscription, because you were we were talking about it just when you walked in uh, our door today, and I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, which right. I feel like at that point that's unheard of. Yeah. Well, that's unheard of for specifically your market, mm-hmm. but right. there's such a huge market for subscription-based anything. Anything mm-hmm. that you can just not leave your home for right. is one step closer to like paradise for people. Totally. I like. Right. And well, yeah, I think we've really created now like a winning combination. So like people always ask, so how do I support Lana? Like how do we how do we get behind what you guys are doing yeah. in clean water in northern Thailand? And that's the thing, is like, hey, subscribe. Help us out by just buying our coffee. Like that'll allow us to c- keep making the impact that we want to make in Thailand. And so, um, yeah. So I mean, it's on our website right now, where you show you go go there, subscribe. Um, there is a uh, there's notes that'll walk you through it, but um, it the first bag is on us, so it's free. So you you sign up for a subscription, Preston. If you want it every yeah. three weeks, every eight weeks, whatever you want, you can make happen. Oh wow! Um, and that allows us to get you the freshest stuff possible okay. that way you don't show up at a store and be like well maybe this was roasted three weeks ago like we can get it to you fresh right oh dang yeah and a subscription is uh free shipping so not only is the first Jeez. one free it's a free shipping so it's 1350 for a house roast delivered to your door dang yeah Legendary. so a lot of places have add on that shipping but you guys know it's like we're in this amazon economy where it's like yeah that's shipping, exactly it's what like, it is i'm out yeah, you know, and so that's what, and that's a real term. Like, I mean, as I heard Amazon, I was like, "Oh, like it's cutthroat. Like we're in the jungle." But then I realized you're talking about Amazon, the company. <laughs> yeah. But and then I deciphered. I was like, "But that's still very true. Like they've right. totally got to the point where one, you want it quickly, and two, I'm a Prime member. What do you mean not everything in this world is free? Right? Yeah, it's gonna be here in two weeks. Yeah, what is this? That. This is robbery. Right, for sure. So we have K cups. To we have that's what I was gonna ask. Okay, cool. Yeah, All right. <laughs> um, we have ground coffee, whole bean coffee, cold brew bags that we just released, and I hope you guys enjoy I'm yours. I'm so excited to use um, that because uh, cold brew bottles are great, but there's just so much packaging and there's so much yeah. bottles, yeah. and you have to keep it refrigerated all the time. So this allows you to kind of be in control, um, and it's a buck a serving for a cold brew bag delivered to your door. So we'll make sure to do a review for you. Yes, uh, please we'll do. Put it on YouTube and smash that like button. You know, <laughs> there we go. Subscribe, <laughs> yeah. all the usual. That that's what we need. So <laughs> that's a, that's a huge way to be able to impact because we put we we put funds from every coffee pound that we roast into a clean water fund to help fund a water project in northern Thailand. So um, that keeps that keeps everything rolling. And when you talk about that clean water program, are they like installing certain wells or how does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And every time I go to Thailand, I learn more about this, but that's like the first need of a community, right? Like how do you, how do you get education and improve your economic situation if you're sick from the water you're drinking? It's crazy. Like that's something we never 
have had to worry about. Totally. And you're spending all your day, you know, going to get water and coming back. And so, um, we, our partner surveys, um, villages, there's a wait list of 50 villages right now, I think of like places that need water, need the clean water. So we'll go in, survey it. Um, and then all the villagers put in funds to help fund this project too. And it might not be much, but at least there's like investment, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't want, we don't want the, the, outsiders coming in and saving a day, right? We want to do it alongside of the villagers, which is really important. So they help build it. They help trench it. So how it works is it's not a well. It's a tank and like a water system. So they'll find the nearest water that's flowing from, call it, two miles away. And they'll literally trench water and like dam it up to move the water to the village. And then they'll put it through charcoal, sand, um, like a filtering tank. And then it goes into a storage tank. And then from there, they'll run... Uh, like faucets to each household, build water, build toilets, like outhouses for each family. So that could be 10 houses, all this water. Then they'll plumb water for irrigation, for um, planting more crops. I got a question for you guys. What do you think this whole thing costs, like this whole water system? Like, And it, and it produces 300,000 gallons of water a year. And are you like upfront the cost or to run it on a consistent basis? Just it's a, the one-time cost. Okay. Um, I see. So I think we're supposed to think that it's a, like an insane amount of money in us. So I'm going to undershoot it, and I'm going to put it at eighty six fifty, eighty six hundred, eighty six dollars. Eighty six dollars and fifty cents. Well, that would be nice. But it's <laughs> I'm like, undershooting. I was going to. My first thought was maybe around five hundred dollars. Well, are we both way low? Way low. We're okay. doing way Come low on, because guys. I know we were we were gonna expect really. I know. Think low. about this: a toilet for like fifteen families. Oh, okay. Each. Fifteen toilets. So right, okay. water. I want to re. So I this whole this, so this is like a three week process. Gotcha. This okay. whole program maybe like twenty thousand dollars. That's a better guess, and it's twelve grand. So twelve thousand okay. dollars. So we're. Gonna I was fund- gonna say twelve if you gave me a second guess. <laughs> I'm pissed. Which to me is like, I mean. I mean, it's a thousand bucks to fly over there, right? So it's like yeah. you, you we can't even send people over there to do this for the price that, like, that's basically just materials, you yeah. know, uh, cement tanks and two miles of pipe, and you know, yeah. so it's pretty amazing. And that will last for twenty years. That's insane. Oh, and then they might rebuild some parts. The return on investment for that alone is massive. Is the winner right there? Yep. Wow, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So that that's like the fun part of why we do what we do. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, um, I mean, no, unheard of makes sense. I don't really feel like that's a common thing as a business for that to be your pillar. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's not it's such a stronghold of your company. It's going to be like a window pane on the back side of the house. Mm-hmm. Right. But on you guys, this is like, without this, your business is not. Right. It's not who you are. We can, we can go roast coffee. That's yeah. Like, that's, that's the easy thing to do, you know? But that's like, awesome. Having a having a purpose of why we want to roast coffee um, and what the impact is like, I mean, good coffee is fu- easy to find, right? Like now everybody cares about their farmers and everybody's got great. Yeah, coffee. So, uh, that's yeah. where it's at now. Yeah. yeah. And so where it's coming from. Right. And so we've been like Lana's in 2010, like had this model, which is pretty like revolutionary even nine years ago. And people, people have been doing social mission businesses for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think that's the fun part that I didn't know a ton about coffee four or five years ago, but like it's. We, we try to hold these two things that we want to have super awesome coffee and a great mission that comes alongside of it. Well, you always find yourself as a business in a weird position, too, because if you, you are doing something like this, you want to find that balance of 
making sure people know you're doing it, but you don't, you want them to know you're doing it so they can help and know that they're contributing to good, but you don't want to be like, Hey, look what we're doing. Right. Wow. We're this great. Charity. Yeah. Right. It's so you, you got to figure out how to deliver that message without coming off like, Hey, applaud us. Right. Cause you just want people to keep contributing. That's yeah. all. Right. Cause they're up They're the hero. Yeah. Right. The person who buys the coffee is the one who's helping. Yeah. Out. yeah. And, and that's the amazing thing is like, we've got a awesome partners in, it, in Fresno and there's, there's a lot of businesses that are like, Oh, you do that? That's your mission? That's what you guys do? Oh, that's cool. But, like, I just like the coffee. And I'm like, great. You know, like, (laughs) good enough for me. You're still helping. Right. (laughs) Then I think that's like, okay, then that means we're on to something. It's not like, hey, yeah, I'll buy this coffee because it's going to do some great. But, like, I'm going to buy it again because that's only going to last so long. Right. Like, if you give, like, if Tom's shoes weren't very comfortable, um, and we're like the worst shoes ever. It'd be like, well, I, I probably like I'll buy them once, but that's it. Yeah, you know, no, that's um, true. So I uh, always wonder. I'm sorry. Do you want to go? No, you go. You go. Because all these places where people source coffee from are kind of in that area of the country. Mm-hmm. Without, I feel like is the coffee over there when you just have it as a consumer over there, just phenomenal. Like you don't have to deal with the whole transportation transportation yeah. aspect of it. Like it's the freshest possible coffee there, or is it that all not the just story depends at all? on roasting? Okay, you know it's like you go to Thailand. Like, are you like just how does the coffee taste in Thailand? Yeah, I mean it's. I mean all- it's all grown there, so I'm curious to how that turns around for the consumer there. Thailand really likes dark coffee. Okay, and it is like it's like hair on your chest dark. Okay, so uh, most you people in Thailand, <laughs> it's it's cream and sugar and it's loaded up. Okay, um, and so yeah, I I think it's just that approach, like this third wave world where it's like. You know, you bring you you roast it super light, so you can take tell all this different flavors. It's is not very apparent. Okay, it's not as common there. Got there it. are people doing it for sure. You know, but you're like, coffee is gaining crazy popularity in Thailand and in Chiang Mai. Even from when I was there four years ago, now it's like a massage part mar, massage place closes up at five o'clock and they push a coffee cart and they start slinging espresso. Out yeah, That's and it's so like sick. you can't you can't like not have coffee. Yeah, that was gonna be RP, like, my next it's question. Crazy. Is it as popular there yeah. as it is here? It, it's probably more. Okay. Okay. Cool. But it wasn't four years ago. Yeah. And so it's just like really fast. And so that's the cool thing is most people are like Thailand coffee. What you know? And so yeah. we're able to like like we're able to see the quality continue to grow. And as other roasters are like, oh man, this like there is something there in Thailand. Like this coffee is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sell our green coffee to other roasters. So okay. um, St. Frank is like one of the country's awesomest roasters in San Francisco. And yeah. they're sourcing some of our Thai coffee and blending it into some stuff. And it's awesome. And it's great. And um, the owner of St. Frank has helped massively, like just continually help our coffee program and, and stuff grow. So, Dang. yeah. What are um, five names of people you know in Thailand? Five names. Well, they all change. They all move them to like English speaking names. So oh, okay. Can, like, talk. <laughs> so like one funny. is like Taiwan, you know, but yeah. he, um, but that's it's much longer. than It's that. like a whole sentence here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What is interesting? Someone just showed me this last week. But if you look up on your like Google, what's the original name of Bangkok? It's yeah. like five sentences. Oh, oh my you know, <laughs> it's it's Dang. like so. It, that's that's a challenge in the Thai world. Is like. Lana means land of a thousand rice fields. And it's like this heritage name for the northern Thailand area. It's like a region, like a pride name. But most other Thai words, you, 
you can't say in English. So like Sanuk espresso is what we named our like espresso blend. Yeah. One because it, it has an awesome meaning, but two is like you you can just pronounce it. Yeah. It's <laughs> a basic part that you yeah. need. Yeah. Right. The, uh, is that is that where Lana came from? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I was I we completely went over the whole name aspect of it all. Yeah. And so in Thailand, Lana is very common up okay. in that area. It's like, oh, there's Lana restaurant or there like even in if you look at around, like in San Francisco, you'll see see that and stuff. And whenever you go, how long do you go again? Like at a time? This trip was eight days. Okay, so it's pretty fast to oh, go. Oh, I'm sure. Especially for days. how long it takes to go there. Two, yeah, it's a two days travel, and you then when you come back, you leave that morning to get in the afternoon or whatever. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's um, crazy. But it, it's brutal. It is brutal. I believe it. Yeah. Um, what is the furthest location in, in our country that Lana is served? Uh, we shipped to a um, a gift bookstore in Florida. That's so cool. What? Yeah. So we they're like an account that buys for. I think they're at a camp and they they're in like a they've got a little retail shop. So have you ever been? No. <laughs> I was to just Florida curious. to that place. <laughs> that one specifically. Yeah. No, I'll, that's I'll try so to random. avoid Florida <laughs> if I can. No, that's <laughs> great. Great call. I've been yeah. there multiple I, times. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I've been once and I'm like, oh, that's all you need sometimes. Brutal. Some places. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, and then you drink water, and I was like, wait, he's not. I'm, o- I'm over Florida. Um, yeah. yeah. For people to be able to find you guys, or just yeah. anything, or wherever you might be, um, social media-wise, where? Yeah, what is Instagram at Lana Coffee Co. Okay. I think that's the same for uh, Facebook. Yeah. We've got a, a sick YouTube channel. Really? Well, I don't know if it's that sick, but I mean, we you, do have you had like channel. three eyes in that sick that you said. Yeah, it was pretty prolonged. <laughs> yeah, so. but we got some cool videos. Oh, okay, that's cool. I didn't some... even know that. I'm interested. Wait, now. What kind yeah. of videos are on there? Uh, some uh, explanation of different processes of green coffee. Uh, we just filmed a cold brew bag video on like okay. how to make it, um, and um, also okay. some like how tos for subscribers to figure out like. Oh, I want to change my address. How do we do that? Gotcha. You know, I like and, that. So. I didn't know if you had any videos of you guys in Thailand. Because that'd yes. be cool. Yep. Yeah. There's some of those. Yep. Because um, like be cool processing to, coffee. Or like even like you said, you explained the whole water process. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome to see a video like. There, there's one of those. Yeah. We have a couple sweet. minutes about like why we exist. Some of these are four year old, four years old. Okay. So it's like, so cool to see progressions like that. Give though. some grace. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we will. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I had an intern who was. Uh, marketing intern through Fresno State in 2015, and so she was learning video, and I was like, "Great, this is awesome!" And they're great. <laughs> they like share the story. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, there's like a street roasting video out there where <laughs> yeah. it's like regular roasting, but then with parkour. So like they drop the beans and do a flip, like anything like that. What's park parkour? What? Par- you have to YouTube parkour. Parkour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's. Yeah. I couldn't explain it if I tried. Could you? Um. I feel like there was another term for it. What was it? Um, it was called free running. Have you heard of free running? No. Where it's like you pretty much go like into a city or like where usually there's it's like, like a lot of It's like getting from point A to point B in what could be the most complicated way possible. Like jumping off yes. things and like So yeah, flipping. you're like you're like jumping off a building here to there and then when you jump over the sledge you could be like doing like a front you're like flip. flipping over, you're running on the wall. Oh, Do you just YouTube? Yeah. YouTube parkour. Okay. Yeah, that's enough. I think for that. Yeah, I tried to get into it at one point. Oh, we, I think we all did. It. It's like puberty. <laughs> Do you like plank on stuff? 
Planking, that was another good one too. Oh no, man, no planking, <laughs> planking no. on the roaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, you'd get burned. On that's that workman's comp. We don't want that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, um, moving forward, my last question, and then I think we could wrap up. Any plans for a physical location or a cafe? And no harm done if not. I'm just curious. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, so I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, like the review is that expression. Okay, cool. you know, and so um, I like that. Yeah, it, I mean, and cafes are it's it's a hard business, I you know. That. So I think what is what is fun is we have a cart so we can book events and okay. get out there and serve by the cup that way. Um, what would be rad in the future is as downtown continues to grow, if our space, like if it could work there, that's like best case scenario. Okay, you know, yeah. Um, so that someone could come in, they could check out the roasting, get a cappuccino. Um, but our building is just so hot in the summer. Yeah. So it's like no one wants to come in there at 2 o'clock and in linger. July. You're yeah. Gonna, you're going to die. It's a death sentence. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, well, then does it make sense if it's seasonal? That's weird. You've also, I can't believe we haven't talked about this already, but you guys are also featured on, um, are you guys in Ampersand's ice cream? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They, they're, yeah, they make some, they make delicious uh, Lana coffee ice cream. For okay. sure. Have you guys been in anything else? I feel like I'm missing something. A lot of brews. Do you that's guys drink, right. drink alcoholic beers? Yeah, I thought that's what I thought, but I didn't want to get it wrong. But yeah, I believe <laughs> it's a different coffee company. Yeah. <laughs> like, Awkward. Yeah, so, like, um, but like stouts and stuff. You guys have been in those. Yeah, yeah and even blonde, like lighter stuff too. Um, I mean, yeah, we've we've did an awesome beer recently with Riley's. Um, right now, uh, House of Pendragons yeah. got a Castle Castle uh, Castle Rock. Yeah. It's super delicious. Um, full circle, Tioga. We cool. do that rush day every year. Awesome. It's like the coffee beers um, with the other sweet coffee guys around town, too. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Brian, thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah. It was Thank great to hear all about me. your story. I love that. And info. I think it's I think it's sick that you're actually the one going to Thailand as well. It's like you're not just here talking the talk and like, you know, selling this whole thing, but like you're also going and dedicating your time and Keep it's, it up, dude. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be a part of because I mean, yeah, it Thailand is a great place to be and um and great to continually see the work that's happening. So Yeah, and I love that you guys are taking the responsibility, like you see a need and you guys are trying to fulfill that. So totally. Great. Well, thank you for having me on, guys. I appreciate the time and you sharing the story though. Yeah. We got a platform. I'm glad you took advantage of it. I hope the coffee coffee like geeky talk didn't go like no not at all too uh-uh. intense and because... honestly it doesn't matter at this point because i know we loved it so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anyone else is just eavesdropping <laughs> yeah. so thanks for listening guys um you'll catch us next week and don't forget just to be nice to each other see you later bye guys